broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thanks again for tuning in to Beyond the Movement, the Pilates Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. Today, we're going to be doing an interview with Kathy from Dayton, Ohio. She owns a Pilates studio called My Pilates Studio. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the studio environment and the importance of having a nice atmosphere for your clients. We're also going to be talking about how she has broadened her perspective out to the world with her website called The Pilates Forecast. So here's Kathy. Okay, so Kathy, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. And uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, including uh, what made you decide on Pilates and gyrotonics? Well, I have always been in the fitness field, you know, in some way or another, and have had a dance background, and always, you know, I was doing weight training, and I was doing aerobics, and never really found that place where I looked forward to working out and exercising my body, and started reading about Pilates, and went and took a few classes, and I loved the way it made my body feel, because when you left, you felt like not only had you worked out, but your body felt lengthened, it felt warm, it was just a nice feeling for a change. And um, I wanted to um, go through the training, not so much to be a teacher, but to learn how to do Pilates well. So took the training, found that there was so much merit to this form of exercise that I wanted to look into teaching. At that time, uh, my husband and I, we own a real estate company. I have my license in real estate, and I was running the company. I kind of decided to pull myself out of real estate and look at teaching and started doing that on a small scale. And about that time, my mother got ill and spent a lot of time dealing with the, the four years before she passed away. And... We had a lot of conversations about life and doing things and visions. And, you know, I just had this vision of how I wanted to see a Pilates studio. And shortly before she died, she said, Kathy, you have got to stop chasing your dreams and you've got to start living them. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about just let the vision become real and things will go in the direction they're meant to be. So being that my husband and I were in real estate, we bought a piece of ground. We started building a building and, you know, you know, voila, the studio <laughs> has come to be a realist, you know, realist part of my life. <clears throat> so that's how the studio came to be. And I just knew that I, I saw something that I wanted to see real. And I've done Pilates in so many places throughout the country and had so many ideas of, of what I wanted the studio to look like, and it was so much fun watching it come to be. Wonderful. And just a little bit about um, how gyrotonics came into your uh, Pilates practice. Well, it's very similar to Pilates in that, you know, you're moving the body and you're using the different planes as far as flexion extension and rotation and lateral flexion. Um, it is also a machine-guided system with circular movements, and it's based on the principles of yoga, dance, swimming, martial arts. It's amazing the way that it mobilizes the spine. And 
Pilates and gyrotonic are both very much mind-body exercises in that you have to be engaging the core, you have to be breathing, you have to be aware of what your body's doing. Gyrotonic happened to come to this area and it's a long training process and it would not probably have been possible with having a child to leave and go do this for the number of days that it required. So I really jumped into it a little unprepared for what it was and I just absolutely fell in love with it and I'm now working on my gyrokinesis um, certification, which is like mat work is to the Pilates equipment, gyrokinesis is the stool and the mat work to the equipment in gyrotonic. Wonderful. But um, it's just an amazing thing that used to only be available for dancers, and now anyone can do it. And the way that it makes the body feel and helps the body move, I mean, I've seen close to miracles happen with people that don't have much mobility through their body. Wonderful. And so at your studio, then, you offer Pilates, gyrotonics, and also yoga? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And so let's come back to, um, you know, with your vision and how you made it come true here. How long did that take from the time that you had your vision to the time that you just went ahead and, and jumped into building um, your studio, how long do you think that the moment that you decided to have the vision to the moment that the vision came true for you, how long did that take? It was about four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about four years starting the training, um, maybe closer to five by the time everything was done. The studio seemed to take forever, you know, to get the permits to break the ground, to, you know, get things going. But I would say between four and five years. Okay. And then at your studio, do you also have... A certification program there? We don't do the actual hosting and training at this time, something that I would be interested in doing down the road. Um, but I pride myself in having extremely high standards, and I have ex- excellent teachers. Wonderful. And how many teachers do you have at your studio? We've got about eight. Okay, wonderful. And then what's the size of your studio? We've got 3,000 square feet. Uh, about 800 square feet in the equipment room. Um, actually, I think that one's a little bigger. I think it's about 1,100 in the equipment room. We've got about 800 in the yoga room. And then we have a receptionist reception retail area. We've got a massage and facial room. And we have a break room, which is open, and we've always got fresh fruit and water and you know snacks and things like that for everyone that comes in. Okay, so let's. That brings us to talk about the. So part of your vision, besides, of course, having the studio and what you've developed, is um, the space that you've created there. Can you describe kind of the feeling of your space and what you feel is important in your Pilates yes. studio? Um, I did not want a gym feel. I I wanted a spa feel, so that when people come in, the first thing they see is a water a water wall, and we have um, a fireplace. We have very peaceful, it's almost an Asian contemporary feel to the studio. Very um, jewel tone colors. So relaxing yet vibrate, you know, vibrational where you can feel yourself, you know, wanting to engage in the exercise and, you know, just being alive. Um, I wanted 
a place where people came and they felt like they were doing something for themselves, that they felt like they were rejuvenating, be it they were coming first thing in the morning or at lunch or in the evening, that they had taken a little time out of their day just for them. And for the most part, the feedback is exactly what I was trying to create has happened, that it's very peaceful, it's very calm, um, lots of great feng shui. And I just feel like what I was trying to create has happened, and it's, and it's really been fun to see that you know, come to fruition. So tell me a little bit about what is your take on uh, music in the studio? We have a stereo system that has speakers going into the equipment room, into the um, reception area when you come in. We have another stereo system that goes into the yoga mat ballet room and also into the uh, facial and massage room. I think that music is extremely important. We keep it on the soothing side. Not that there aren't times when, you know, somebody's in there with a client and, you know, the whole studio is not full and they've put on some Van Morrison or they put on some Macy Gray. But sure. for the most part, I think that, uh, I mean, I love having the music. I think that to hear that while you're working out only makes the workout more pleasant and I think a little more focused because it's relaxing. Okay, great. And that was kind of my next question as far as, um, you know, so you don't feel that it distracts from the person's ability to concentrate on themselves um, during the workout. No, and of course we don't have, like I said, for the most part, anything to be loud and distracting. It's it's background music. Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's, and yeah, I, I'm. You know, it's just a question I have because there's some. Um, you know, there's some controversy on whether or not to have music in the studio or not to have music in the studio. And and I do believe that it's a personal um, choice for, you know, the studio and for the clients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Oh, good. Yeah, yes, it. wonderful. And so, um, so with creating your space and creating your vision, um, are you really happy with what's going on right now with your studio? I am. I really, you know, I think the biggest challenge is always um, keeping up to date on what's going on, keeping your clients happy, and always keeping your eye out for good teachers. Yes, absolutely. And um, what um, what do you look for in a teacher? Of course, their background. Mm-hmm. You know, who they trained through, how many hours. Um, I don't. I'm not interested in someone who's had a weekend certification. But they also have to have the personality to connect with the client. And they have to be able to understand enough about a person's needs that the session is not only fun, but it's also focusing on the the client's specific goals, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I think it's a real individual thing. And I'm real lucky in that my teachers really do connect in these clients, you know, they they become real attached to these teachers and, and it's very hard if, you know, a teacher has to, you know, take a break. I've got one that's getting ready to leave for maternity for a while and, you know, it's hard because they, they love these, these teachers and there's such a bond there and, I mean, it's like your hairdresser or somebody, suddenly this person, 
you talk to them about what's going on in your life and you know not only you have a great teacher but you've got a great friend in that sense absolutely and so with your teachers do you have um how do you keep in the studio the cohesiveness with the teachers and the connectedness that you have with them do you have weekly meetings do you have a weekly class that you all participate in um, how do you keep them all connected with each other and, and keep that positive environment of having the teachers like each other and, and enjoy mm-hmm. what they do together and, um, and be able to be a good atmosphere for the clients who walk in? To be honest, I, don't, I have not had a problem with, with teachers not finding that camaraderie. Um, their schedules are also, you know, some of them have children, some of them have this, and they're coming and going. What I do is on a weekly or twice a month, I will put a little in everyone's paycheck. Could, I'm sorry. Could so, you repeat that? We lost you for a second. So you put what in the paycheck? Like um, a little memo. Oh, okay. Paycheck, mm-hmm. You know, talking about, you know, how things are going and if I have any issues or concerns or thanking them for being a part of the studio. And, you know, we try to stay connected that way. Wonderful. And... You're also, um, so I guess um, you're also connecting then out to the world now. And with that, part of your um, studio and part of your vision goes beyond the studio in your Pilates forecast. Can you explain to me a little bit about that? Well, it's like, I think that Pilates is, is, is not just a form of exercise, it's a lifestyle. And I think it's very important that people find something that they love to do, that feels good, that works for the body. And it's like Julio Horvath, who's the founder of Gyrotonic, said. He said, I hate exercising. He said, but I love to move my body. And I think that that's the, the fundamental purpose of, of exercising is that you enjoy what you do or you won't do it. And to me, Pilates is one of those things that anyone can do, and it has so many different facets to it that it's never boring. And I just, every time I see somebody walking down the street, I want to go, you need to do Pilates. You need to do Pilates. Your posture is this or you're doing this or that. And you can be helped. You can, you, know, you can get rid of that issue you're having in your knee. So I just feel like it's a very special gift that we should give ourselves. And so um, what do you have on this website, the Pilates Forecast? We just look at different issues of interest for Anyone that wants to learn more, um, who maybe already knows that they want to become a little more educated, hopefully to get Pilates out among people so they understand what an amazing form of exercise it is and what it can do for your body. And what would you say um, your target population is, or do you have one? Like, where do you gear this website, this information towards? Um, uh, people who are just interested in, in learning about Pilates and what it is, or is it geared towards teachers? Uh, what would you say that most it's mostly geared towards? Well, we have a large population. Um, I think that the population is, is so open. I mean, I have young athletes. I have women that just want to get their bodies back after having children. We have um, women that are just looking to start moving their body, they may be 50, 60 years old. They're, they're tired of feeling stiff, tight, and, you know, unused. They're, I have people that have issues that have 
knee replacements that have osteoarthritis that may have plantar fasciitis or, or any of the other issues that come up. It's just so wonderful because it fits with everybody's need to, to, to work their body. Great. And I was, I was talking about the, um, the, fork, the Pilates forecast, the website in general, as far as the target population. Are those... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. But, you know, in regards to that, you know, the people who are out there, <clears throat> what is part of your vision with the Pilates forecast besides the fact that you want, you know, uh, you know that everybody should be doing Pilates? I agree. I think everybody should be doing Pilates. But um, tell me specifically about the Pilates forecast in general. Like, for instance, it's a video uh, there's video on there showing uh, certain exercises. Yeah, and how often does that get updated? And what and what are you kind of looking for with that video that you put up there? Are you looking for people to uh, follow along? Are you looking for people to come up with questions? Is there a way that people can ask questions? Is there a forum that people can go to um, um, to talk to somebody if they have a question on what they see in the video? Sure, sure. We've got... Um email, phone numbers, and, and, and things of that nature. I think that there's so much misconception about Pilates and who can do it that any time you can get little little videos out showing somebody doing something, we try to think, keep what's on there as real as possible. You know, we're not going to have somebody doing an advanced exercise where somebody looks at it and goes, well, who, can, who the heck can do that? But we try to keep it user-friendly. We try to get information on there that is interesting, that somebody would say, well, you know, I think I'd like to be able to do this, or I'd like to learn more about this, or um, perhaps I, I, I would like to talk to someone about how I get into doing this or becoming more involved in this. So I think that it's just a path for teaching the public more about Pilates and hoping that we can get more people interested in understanding just how beneficial it can be. Wonderful. And then also a part of your website, you have um, a link to Everyday Athletics, which yes. is a, uh, is that a clothing line? It is. Um, yes. We carry a, a line, about three or four lines of yoga and Pilates wear in the studio and also decided to have a website to put some of these clothes on the website so if somebody can't come into the studio, they can still get high-quality, unusual clothing. Okay. So part of your um, website, the Pilates Forecast, then has a video on there to show certain exercises to educate people. It has the ability for people to then communicate with you if they have questions. Also, um, giving them access to some uh, clothing ideas or some clothing wear uh, that they can get from that website. And then um, also, are you, you have some articles on there to keep people up to date with um, things that are coming out into the, into the Pilates world? Yes. yes. Yes, wonderful. Good. Well, it sounds like you have um, a really wonderful um, combination there. Your studio, I looked at your website, and, and we'll be giving that in the show notes. And your studio, um, when I saw it, was just absolutely beautiful. And it looks like you have a perfect environment and that you've made your dreams come true. And uh, you're an inspiration to all out there, I'm sure, who are looking to start their own studio. And and um, what, would you, what would be some advice that you'd like to give to some of those people out there who are looking to want to start maybe their own studio? 
I would say the main thing is to have an environment that you feel creates what you're trying to project to the client. Have some type of vision, missionary state, mission statement, something that you have a platform to work from. And then make sure that you have quality teachers, quality equipment, and risk management in place so that your liability is under, under tap. And make sure that it's what you want to do. Make sure the passion is there so that the, the fun is, is much more important than, you know, how much money you can make. And, and allow that to just come because of the love that you have for what you're doing. Wonderful. I think that's that's absolutely perfect advice. And I thank you so much, Kathy, for joining me today. And um, I'll be putting information in the show notes of how to get a hold of Kathy if you have any questions um, for Kathy. What's the best way to contact you, Kathy? Is it via phone or via email? Probably email. Email. Okay. And could you go ahead and just give us that email address? Sure. It's Kathy at, not Kathy with a K, at my Pilates Studio, two S's, Dayton.com. Okay, so we will put that in the show notes, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out today, and, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. Great. Thank you. Thanks again to Kathy for doing the interview with me. Had a great time, and also hope all of you learned a lot. If you have any questions, you can email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepottiespodcast.com. And don't forget to check out the forum. There's some great conversations going on there at www.thepottiespodcast.com. And also, if you have any suggestions of some shows, um, I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to be interviewed, give me a, uh, shoot me an email. So uh, we'll talk with you next time. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.